0: Thank you for joining me today. On my left on the table, on my right on the table, are ancient pieces that are thousands of years old that I'm going to have to show you in this message from Revelation chapter 9 and the Pazuzu spirit. Now, you probably have never heard of a Pazuzu spirit. I had not heard of this until I did research about a month ago. And I, I was amazed at something. And I'm going to say this will be the strangest and most unusual manifest program in the history of manifest. So you gotta trust me, you are not going to wanna miss this, all right. We're going to go in a moment into probably the most difficult scripture to understand and explain in the entire Bible. It, is hap- it happens to be found in the book of Revelation. There in the book of Revelation, it deals with the bottomless pit And these locusts coming out of the pit, but they are not normal locusts. Now, behind me on the screen are these little things that are the image of a a locust, and also on that screen is this image that they have made of the Pazuzu spirit. So you'll you'll see that you can you can kind of see the edge of it right here on the side. All right. Now, let me let me go all the way back to the Garden of Eden to the time of the Garden of Eden, up to the building of the Tower of Babel in Genesis chapter 11. I want you to remember that all of mankind's history centers in the area of the Middle East, Northern Africa, the Middle East, uh, and also probably the area—well, not probably—the area today known as Persia or Iran. Uh, this is the cradle of civilization. The Book of Genesis, chapter two, mentions that there were there was a main river that ran through the Garden of Eden, and it parted into four heads: the Gihon, the Pishon the Euphrates and the Hedikael. Now, the Euphrates and the Tigris are two of those rivers. The Nile, according to Josephus, would be the Gihon. Uh, the, The Greeks called it one thing, the Egyptians called it another. That's why it's two different names. And there's also a unknown river that was, the riverbed was found by a satellite, underground satellite picture that ran through Saudi Arabia. So this is the area of the Fertile Crescent, the area of early civilization. Having said that, you have to understand that Adam and Eve from the time of Adam all the way to the time of Noah, men lived to be very old. Methuselah lived to be 969 years of age. Uh, uh, Another man lived to be 930 years of age. Noah, we have people that lived to be 777 years of age. Enoch Enoch actually lived uh, uh, shorter than anybody. Uh, It was over, you know, he was translated after 360 some years. So in other words, Men knew each other, they handed down stories and they handed down traditions. Which brings me to my main thought as we begin here, the spirit world. When when the serpent came into the Garden of Eden and Adam and Eve fell through a temptation, something happened that initiated the understanding of the spirit wor- world. There are three things that were absolutely understood centuries ago, all the way from Adam to the Tower of Babel all the way from the Tower of Babel up through what we call the area of early civilization. They understood giants because giants were in the earth in the time of Noah and before. They understood demon spirits because there is a lot of study I have done that the spirit world was not only understood, spirits were visibly seen, fallen angels existed, in the form of men they were visibly seen and there was also an understanding of supernatural beings that we call angels when the history channel does all these studies on aliens from the past i just i kind of i, I kind of laughed because i realized from the bible they are fallen angels that came down from god to teach men righteousness that fell enamored with the daughters of men that's a whole nother study that would take hours to to detail and I also realized that there they are demon spirits that were recognized and known, and there were giants in the earth. Goliath, Lamish, Bibanoff, Saph, that's just to name a few of them. And some of these were 10 to probably 12, 13 feet tall. So people understood the spirit world. Now, there was in the ancient Ur of Chaldea where Abraham was from, in ancient Mesopotamia, ancient Sumeria. This is all the area today known as uh, Iraq and Syria and Lebanon, that part of the world. That part of the world 5,500 years ago had information on spirits in the spirit world. They they wore charms. They also had special carvings that they made to show these spirit beings. Now, here's one of them. On my YouTube channel years ago, not I'm sorry, months ago, I showed this and I said, is this an angel? And I had somebody from a museum in the Middle East to tell me that this carving, this is a terracotta piece of, that was baked, this is probably 3,000 to 4,000 years old. And I know people with, with, uh, that are specialists in archaeology are going to say, wear gloves and don't drop it. Don't worry, I'm not going to drop it. So it's very dusty and old. But I want you to look at this because here are wings. that has wings, okay? It also is a fi- has the appearance of a female. And down here are, looks like, claws feet. So I said, is this an angel? Well, I know of no angel in the Bible that has this description, although angels can have wings. So someone contacted me and said, this was called Lilith. Lilith, and and this is not in the Bible, by the way, but Lilith was allegedly, by tradition, not in the Bible, to make this clear, the first creation that God made for Adam, and she rebelled against Adam, Left the garden, then Adam made Eve, and she is the one that ended up uh, connected to Cain. It's all legend, by the way. Everybody, say it with me: legend. However, there was a strong belief in her being a seducing spirit and the spirit of the night. So this was created to show an image of her, and this is thousands of years old. Another thing, and what I'm doing now is I'm going to pr- I'm proving to you the belief in the spirit world all the way back. Four thousand years ago okay let's go to 1600 to 1800 years ago actually it wouldn't be that long it would be a little less than it'd be 1300 1400 years ago let's go let's just date this to about the sixth to the eighth century a.d there was a huge superstition that broke out in in the area of uh what we call the fertile crescent that we're talking about and something was created called incantation bowls now again this is a piece that was given to us for our museum and this is an incantation bowl. Now, what this is, this is just a normal clay bowl, but someone has written by hand, a lot of this is in Aramaic, um, writing with ink. The ink is faded. This one, of course, was broken and glued back together. And so this was a bowl that was buried at the door of a home, and it has a prayer to that demands or commands an evil spirit not to enter the home. So the evil spirit would see it, read it, and then go into the bowl. Now, once again, let me say not biblical, totally a legend, but the fact is it existed. My point is, and even among the Arabs, there's a there's a hand, and I, and I have some of these and I could have brought them here. Uh, it's a hand called the hand of Fatima. And some people even in, in Judaism will call it the hand of, the, of God. That's just a tradition among some, not many, but some mostly Muslims. And the hand of Fatima is worn to ward off evil spirits. Now here's my point. There's this big belief in evil spirits, okay. If you look at the area of the Fertile Crescent and you look at ancient Mesopotamia, in Revelation chapter 9, and I'm not going to read all of this. It would take too long. I want, you, I want to read what it says here. and We're going to talk about the Pazuzu spirit. The fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star far from heaven to the earth. To him was given the key to the bottomless pit, and he opened the bottomless pit, and a smoke arose out of the pit like the smoke of a great furnace. So the sun and air were darkened because of the smoke of the pit. Then out of the smoke came locusts, came locust upon the earth to them was given power as the power of the scorpions of the earth have power now if you keep reading this and i'm going to break it down and, and just tell you what's in it in just a moment first of all it's the bottomless pit the greek word is abusos and it is a place on earth that has an entrance that goes to the underworld or the underground we do not know how deep it is but it's called bottomless So it's an opening somewhere. No one has seen it. No one has found it, but it will be opened by an angel of God during the tribulation period. Now, the odd thing is that there is a spirit called Abaddon or Apollyon. One is a Greek word. The other is a Hebrew word that means destroyer or destruction that is over these locusts that come out from the bottom of the bottomless pit during the tribulation. Now, because they have a spirit over them, they are not normal locusts. Behind me is a picture. You're probably looking and saying, what are those little things? Those are locusts. It's a picture of a locust, just a, just a group of locusts that are hovering over plants and things. These do not do what normal locusts do, which means to me that they are some type of a spirit that look like a locust. However, they don't even really look like a locust. Look at what the Bible describes in Revelation 9. They are like horses prepared to battle. They on their heads were crowns like gold. Now, that doesn't mean wearing a literal gold crown. That just means that it had the appearance of a gold crown on the head. They had faces like men, hair like women, breastplates of iron, wings with the sound of chariots and tails of a scorpion. Now, some people have looked at this verse and they translate it from the historical perspective not the futuristic perspective that we're doing when they translate the book of revelation and they teach that this was the turkish army that invaded the middle east and invaded israel and took over for 400 years well you got a problem with that they did have faces of men some of them had long hair but the breastplates of iron was those those would be shields okay but what about the wings that have the sound of chariots? And what about the tails of a scorpion? And the tail stings men and torments men. Now, they didn't have guns back then in the Turkish army till toward the end. Uh, you know, 1800s, 1900s. It collapsed in 1917. The Ottoman Turkish Empire did in the Middle East. But they used swords mostly in spears in their battles for hundreds of years. Now, This is a very strange verse, but I want to talk to you about a spirit called the Pazuzu spirit. And I want to compare this to something in Revelation 9 with the demons that come out of the abyss during the tribulation period. Now, once again, let me just say it up front. This is something I've studied on the side. It's something I didn't have to preach. It's something I wanted to preach. You know why? Because I can, okay? So it's the strangest message you'll ever hear on Manifest, but I want to give you something to think about. Sometimes I just like to preach something to make you think. There was a figure, when I say a figure, it was an image that was discovered in an excavation in ancient Babylon. And when they discovered this image, and it was, also, it was actually on something similar to this, the terracotta pieces, it was a mix of an animal with human parts. It had a human body, face of a person, looked like the face of a person, feathered wings, legs, talons, talons, <clears throat> And when I say the head of a person, it had like a lion face on front and also on the back. All right. He also has had a scorpion's tail. This particular piece had a scorpion's tail. All right. All right. He is considered to be he's called Pazuzu. This was the name given. And he is considered to be the king of evil the king of wind and the king of demons, and he brings sickness to women and children. Now, again, this is based on very ancient writings about this Pazuzu spirit that was discovered in in the area of ancient Babylon, which, by the way, is the area of Iraq, which, by the way, is the area of Bible prophecy for the end time, which, by the way, may be the area in the Persian Gulf, which is an entrance to the underworld, Or an entrance to the bottomless pit and again i'm going i'm going way out here i've been known to do this from time to time so you know there's no sense sense in saying what a strange message and criticizing because i've been criticized my whole life and it just kind of goes over my head if you know what i'm saying because these are things like if i was preaching to kids they'd be loving this right now because this is the kind of thing they ask questions about all right this pazuzu spirit is said to be in ancient times over the southeast wind he brings famines in dry seasons. Now, remember in the book of Euphrates, when all this is happening, the Euphrates River will dry up in the book of Revelation. But here's the part that got me. So all that's interesting, okay. hey, He's got, the, you know, talks about lions in the book of Revelation, uh, chapter nine. And it talks about, you know, a scorpion tail. So we got all this connected with this strange figure, figure that they found in ancient Babylon in an excavation, all right. However, here's the part that was interesting. He also heads up the locust. Now, these would be the locust here. So why does John in the book of Revelation use the word locust to describe something that really doesn't even look like a a normal locust? You know why? Because in Revelation chapter 9, whatever is in the bottomless pit has a king spirit over it. That's what we're talking about. The book of Revelation uses Apollyon and Abaddon, a Greek word, Hebrew word that simply means destroying, a destroyer, a spirit that's a destroyer. But here you've got an ancient image found that the research is done through history thousands of years ago. And it has basic similar imagery to the wording of the book of Revelation chapter nine. And so in this imagery that dates thousands of years, we have in the book of Revelation, a destroying spirit. We have a something called Pazuzu that goes back thousands of years that has the wings and has the scorpion tail, has the lion image, all that kind of thing, uh, has the claws and the feet, etc. And so what happens, the reason these are not normal locusts like you're seeing in this picture that our uh, workers have made, our tech team has made, is because it doesn't, kill men, but it tortures men. Now, a scorpion sting, if you know anything about a scorpion, is extremely painful, extreme swelling, redness. It, it rarely kills. Uh, it, man, it, it's bad. it it It's bad. It, it hurts, but it doesn't always kill. At least most scorpions don't. Let me say it that way. The sting of these particular scorpions led by a demonic spirit that's a destroyer torments men for five months, now a normal locust, if you know anything about them, they have a particular lifespan, and then they reemerge every so many years. The eggs are put in the ground; they reemerge so many years. But they go from one area and they eat vegetation or leaves. They then move after that, all that's been eaten, and they move to another area. These are in an entire area. We don't know how many there actually are, but they torment men for five months with a sting. And it says it's so painful that men will seek death, but won't be able to die. So it's like an actual scorpion in that you know, you're, so, you're in such pain, you want to die, but you won't be able to die. Now, the points I want to make is this particular image and figurine, which is thousands of years old. In the history of it, dates back thousands of years, was found in the area of early civilization, Babylon, that part of the desert. It is also the area where Cain, when he left the Garden of Eden, the Bible says he goes east of Eden, which means he had to cross the Euphrates and the Tigris or Hiddekel River and go past that, which would have been beyond the boundary of the east side of Eden. By the way, that would have taken him into Persia or Afghanistan, somewhere in that area, roughly that vicinity. And so we understand also that Babel, or Babylon we could call it, Think about this, out of the four major empires of Bible prophecy, which are Babylon, Media, Persia, Greece, and Rome, three of the four empires, three of the four ruled from Babylon. The Babylonians ruled from Babylon. The Medes and Persians ruled from Babylon, headquartered there. Alexander the Greek set up his headquarters there of the Grecian empire, Alexander the Great. I started to say Alexander the Greek. Alexander the Great set up his empire in Babylon. Babylon is a center biblically. If you go to Revelation chapter 17 and 18, it is the headquarters of every foul spirit and every hateful caged bird. And and I don't want to get into the metaphor of birds at times in scripture can be a metaphor for evil spirits. That's another teaching. So in the book of Revelation, Babel and Babylon are key words found. That territory is the Middle East. That territory is the cradle of civilization. Which leads me to believe, based on what I know of that part of the world, that the abyss, uh, which is called the bottomless pit in the book of Revelation, is somewhere in the Persian Gulf. Now, here's what's interesting. There's an oil refinery island between Iran and Iraq. And this is an island that Saddam Hussein wanted when he went to war with the Persians a long time ago. This is many years ago. And oddly enough, in English, it's called Abaddon. Abaddon. But if you if you take Abaddon, the destroying angel, and Abaddon, and take the vowels out and put it in the Hebrew, it's it's very similar, the same words. Just a point of interest, not a doctrine, not changing a prophecy doctrine, just a point of interest. And so, when the pit opens, it says black smoke, just this dark smoke pours out of the pit. So would it be connected to an oil refinery island in that part of the world, in the Persian Gulf? Now we're talking about where the entrance to this is. We don't know. But the activity happens in the Middle East. That's my point. The activity happens in that part of the world. If you read the Bible, the Euphrates River is mentioned. That's the border of Iran and Iraq, or at least part of the border of Iran and Iraq in the ancient Cradle civilization. So, um, having said this and i hope you find this an interesting teaching and by the way we're we're building a holy land history of the bible and a holy land museum with thousands of relics right here in cleveland tennessee i hope you'll participate in that and these are just two of the relics that are going to be put in there with thousands and thousands of other relics it's going to take us about a year and a half to build it but uh, that's where I was able to get these. They're part of our museum, and we appreciate uh, uh, Israel and the and the those that were responsible for uh, working this out with us uh, and we th- we're thankful for this to be able to show people Bible history for till the Lord tarries. But um, my point is that in the Bible, Revelation chapter 12 is a great example. Daniel 12 shows you how it happens, but Revelation chapter 12 is is a real key that there's a war coming between angels, Michael, his angels, and Satan, his angels. And there will be a lot of angelic and demonic activity released in the tribulation. And that's why the Bible says, woe to the inhabitants of the earth when Satan comes down with great wrath. So I, want to, I just wanted to share this with you. Now, let your, kid, let your young people watch this. They'll love it. I'm telling you, I deal with young people and I'm telling you, this is the kind of stuff they just go, oh, wow, that's crazy. But uh, something to think about something to kind of just look at because this is without a doubt and i've studied it from every angle so i know people are going to send me pages of notes and information but if i've studied this trust me from every kind of angle available weirdest chapter in the entire bible but it's going to happen in the future in the tribulation i want you to get my book on the visions and the two marks it is right now the number one best-selling book that we've ever put out in the ministry and i'm just saying that for the glory of god it's a tough book to write It's detailed. It's very serious, but I'm so grateful for those of you that have confidence in the ministry and what God has showed us over the years that came to pass and the word that you're going to get. So let's get that book today. Okay. Thank you. God bless you. My new book titled The Visions contains specific details of visions and revelations involving future, both national and international events from visions and encounters that I have recorded in my private journal. i waited for the right prophetic season to disclose these warnings and events. God's word states that if spiritual watchmen do not warn the people of the danger they see coming, the watchman will be held accountable for what happens to the people. After experiencing much inner conviction in my soul, I sensed it was the right time to pin what I and others have seen. Much of this book covers warning visions, explaining what is coming and how to prepare. I've divided the visions into what was, what is, and what is to come. Here are some of the subjects I will cover in the book. Learn the four different types of spiritual visions. I explain ancient oracles exposing how leaders attempted to see the future. Visions of cities burning both present and future, including New York City. My father's vision of a planned East Coast nuclear attack. Also, my recent visions concerning cremation ovens. I experienced a vision of a frightening assault on a public school that I want to share with you. I have for many years experienced tsunami visions and I've decided to release that information and include the locations that I have seen in those visions. There is a vision of a nuclear power plant that initiates a stock market crash. There's a vision of empty cities and empty streets that I believe is linked to the recent pandemic and possibly another pandemic coming. The vision of the 10 mile radius bioweapons attack on London, England. And also, I've seen in three different visions, a strong earthquake impacting the Midwest, especially the St. Louis area. I also talk about the strange vision of three tornadoes that I believe cost Hillary Clinton her political future. I share a vision revealing future attacks on individual Christians and in churches. I also talk about when political leaders and their administrations lose divine favor with God. I have a section where I talk about 2024 and beyond, and I've included what I believe to be an interesting historical parallel about a possible Trump second term, the coming revival through the lens of a camera. One of my favorite chapters, that's gonna be very helpful to you is this, 10 rules and wisdom principles for surviving and thriving at the end. The book also has important instructions for the reader to follow. When you order this new book, I'm also including my two audio CD teaching, The Battle of the Two Marks, which exposes the future mark of the beast and explains the mystery of the seal of God, both which are alluded to in the book of Revelation. Get the new book and the audio CD now for your donation of $35 or more. Ask for offer VS 141. You can order at perrystone.org or by calling toll-free 21 bread or mail your order to Perry Stone, P.O. Box 3595, Cleveland, Tennessee, 37320. I hope every prophetic student, intercessor, and those interested to know what is ahead will take time to order this new spiritual resource. I've written this in the fear of the Lord, but I believe it's now the time to release the messages. A remnant is now waking up and preparing. What about you? put that on the top of the list as being the most unusual manifest message in the history of the manifest program. So I want to kind of sum it up because it might get confusing with people that the ancient spirit that was thousands and thousands of years old, that they knew about that had that name, that really weird name, the Pazuzu spirit, that it might be the same spirit over the bottomless pit in that part of the world that in the Hebrew and Greek is called Abaddon and Apollyon so that's kind of what we were talking about now you can't prove that but you know every now and then on the program i will do a message that is thought provoking that you can talk about and think about you know just i kind of like hey Why did I preach it? Because I can. (laughs) Why did I say it? Because I thought it was interesting. And I do some of these programs, of course, for the younger generation that just really is intrigued by this type of thing. We're building a Bible museum uh, in the future, and the plans are being prepared for it now. The antiquities have come in, and it's going to be a very exciting place. I would like for many of you, if you can, to this Bible museum project through the Voice of Evangelism ministry in Cleveland, Tennessee. And also, uh, don't forget that we have an online store with a just a lot of resources you can't even imagine the resources we also have downloads now you pay for the download of course because there's that's how we take care of all of our ministry needs and so many many downloads that you can also get off of the um, perrystone.org website so it's very important that all this material that I've worked my you know my life my blood sweat and tears I want to get it to you and, of course, it helps to keep the ministry going as well. Thank you for your prayers and support partners. I love every one of you. You're great people. And keep
1: praying for us. God bless you. Make plans to attend the 2022 International Prophetic Summit, June 23rd through 26th at Omega Center International in Cleveland, Tennessee. Come hear the latest prophecy updates from Jonathan Kahn, Kurt Landry, Mark Biltz, Bill Cloud, and Perry Stone. This huge event kicks off Thursday night and continues all day Friday and Saturday, concluding at a doubleheader with Bill and Perry on Sunday morning. There is no fee to attend, but you must register online at perrystone.org, where you will also find information on hotels in the area. Seating is limited, so sign up today. Don't miss fresh insights and exciting new prophetic revelation, as each speaker proves that we are living in the end of the age and headed toward a date with destiny, including the return of the Messiah the 2022 prophetic summit register now